Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, I'm tired of these games. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who's 50 years old, and you guessed it, he's tired of these games. So he's been dating this woman for the past year, who he says is really awesome, really great, but he doesn't want to commit to her because he's got what's basically a psycho ex that's kind of coming in and out of the picture all the time. Apparently after his divorce, they dated for about two and a half years, and then they broke up, and then things just, she just keeps popping in and out of his life. She makes dates, then breaks them. He asks her out, she says no, then she gets back in touch, says, hey, let's meet for a drink, and obviously it's kind of driving him up the wall. So, I have a quote that I wrote in this, and we're gonna go through his email and help him gain some clarity on what's going on with both of these women in his life because obviously there's some things that he is missing. This is the importance of knowing your outcome and what you want because a lot of guys, when I do phone sessions with men and women that are in relationships with people that they're either, they don't feel like committing or they really want to be with the other person, the other person's just kind of a nut and they keep making excuses for it. The more people you date and interact with, and, and this includes friendships, this includes clients too. You might get clients that seem real nice at first and then they just turn into fucking assholes. And you gotta be able to fire people and delete them from your life. Because when you keep somebody in your life that's toxic, it causes your body to become more acidic. Because if you're angry, if you're upset, if you're stressed out, you're this is actually from a scientific perspective at the biochemical level when you're unhappy when you're stressed you're angry your body chemistry changes and becomes more acidic and that's not healthy that makes you get sick more makes you get colds more i mean any doctor can tell you these things so the idea is you want to have an easy and effortless kind of life and the only way that's going to happen is if you have your life balanced and you have good healthy people in your life that makes things easy instead of people that are constantly showing up with truckloads of drama and just bringing it into your life because whatever you observe in life you're going to participate in so with that said let's go through the quote that i wrote and we'll jump right in this guy's email quote says when we don't value ourselves and don't feel like we are good enough we often will tolerate abusive people who jerk us around or who take advantage of our kindness the reality is that the world is full of toxic people who are terrible dating prospects that will drive you crazy if you keep them in your life hoping things will get better. I'm guilty of doing this in the past. We all do it. We tend to project our fantasy of what we want in the other person and we just kind of ignore all those glaring flaws. And that's like when I do phone sessions with people, that's what I what they always tell me that I bring to the table is that unbiased, unvarnished opinion. Because most of the time they're always like, yeah, I was kind of thinking you're going to probably say it, but it's really nice to hear you say that and help me realize that I've been bullshitting myself. Because human beings, we are the ultimate self-bullshitters. Continuing to date people who are difficult, who don't communicate well, or who create unnecessary drama is often the result of a limiting belief that you hold about yourself. Normal, healthy people will treat you right and appreciate you without trying to change you. People who are nuts will make you miserable, jerk you around, and go out of their way to convince you that it's all your fault. You can't make good wine from bad grapes. Good friends, clients, acquaintances, 
and lovers are rare and worth the wait. We're all in a fucking rush. The quick fix, we gotta have what we want right fucking now or else we're gonna lose our minds or lose our shit. We make terrible decisions when we're rushed and we're not patient and when we're in a stressed state. When we're peaceful, we're relaxed, we're chilled out, we make much better decisions, we have a much healthier life. And if you're peaceful and you're relaxed, your body chemistry responds also. It's one of the reasons why women tend to live longer than men is women often have things easier. That's definitely something to think about. So instead of your life being a fucking Chinese fire drill, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I live on the beach. It contributes to my peace. I mean, sitting out amongst the palm trees and the beach and it's fucking beautiful out right now. It's like 85 degrees out. There's not a fucking cloud in the sky. It's absolutely gorgeous here. And you can tell if you're watching, I've been getting darker and darker. I'm getting more tan just because it'll be outside. It's beautiful here. And plus, sun is good for you. Your body needs it for as my English girlfriend would say, vitamin D, it produces vitamin D. In order to have a great high quality relationships with high quality people who treat you right, you must be willing to delete those who do not. No one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. So let's go through his email. He says, hey, Corey, I've been following you for two years now, and I actually did a Skype coaching session with you about 18 months ago. I'm 50 and divorced after my 19-year marriage ended four years ago. I met this woman right after my divorce who's now 53, a little bit older than you. Usually guys around your age, they date the younger woman. Interesting. Here's my question, which I guess I'm really looking for more clarification than anything. I have an ex that, yes, I'm still hung up on. Well, another reason to keep in mind we stay hung up on somebody who's healthy and, and toxic and deep down we know they're not good for us is because it's one of the ways that we avoid a relationship altogether by keeping toxic people in our life. If you're dating somebody and they're a fucking lunatic and you keep making excuses for them, and things don't get any better over time, I mean, you're ignoring reality. And like Ayn Rand said, you can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. We met four years ago and had a major breakup two years ago. We've rekindled things more than once in the last two years, but it never lasts more than three months at a time. Well, after the fifth or sixth time that it didn't work, like Gerald Salente of the Trends Research Institute says, current events form future trends. You're being delusional thinking you're gonna fix this girl or you're gonna save her. People that also date people that are fucked up or lunatics often come from, they usually have somebody, some member in their family who's got mental problems or alcohol problems or just could never get their shit together and they were always covering for them. And so you grow up, you become emotionally conditioned to think, okay, that's normal. And you start dating somebody who has all, a truckload of fucking problems, you're going to make excuses for them too because it's all you know. It's what you learned. That's not normal. And you got to become strong enough to recognize that. And if you have a habit of dating people that are toxic and making excuses, you should definitely read about codependency. There's a lot of great articles that psychologists and therapists have written that you can Google. Just Google codependency and read about it. It may help you. It may go, make you go, I do this. I followed your advice, but I believe she has borderline personality disorder, BDP. 
So I'm now done with trying to get back together with her. Sure, but yet you still wrote me an email asking about her. Everything we get back, you wanna, intellectually you're like, I know I should ditch this chick and I should just cut her off completely. You know that, deep down you know that. But you're still talking yourself into it because you think, well maybe next time things will be different. Every, everything, when we get back together, everything is going fine and she finds something wrong that I did and breaks up. Well, because that's her reality. She doesn't know normal. She probably grew up in an environment where her whole family is a bunch of fucking lunatics and it's just nothing but constant drama and a pain in the ass. Like you know, coming from a mother who was a psychotic schizophrenic, when she was on her medication, she was pretty normal. But psychotic schizophrenics tend to think there's nothing wrong with them and it's everybody else, so they always take themselves off their medication and shit just goes sideways. People that tend to be depressed, or I think even people that are bipolar tend to say, you know what, I got a problem, and the medication helps. And at the end of the day, you're not a doctor. It's not your job to fix these people. If you're healthy and happy, only date people that are healthy and happy also, because dating somebody like this causes you to attract more clients in your business that are like this or friends that you'll make excuses for who are just screwing you over constantly. You gotta recognize those patterns. That's why the universe keeps bringing you those kind of people so you can recognize your own weaknesses and your blind spots and just cut it off altogether. When you recognize a pattern, because obviously at 50 you see the same pattern showing up over and over again. At some point you say, you know what, maybe the universe is trying to tell me I need to get the fuck out of here and delete these people permanently from my life. Little things that in a healthy relationship would be a good point of discussion at most. You're right, absolutely. People that have healthy long-term relationships that wanna be live happily ever after, they don't go to bed until the problem is solved. That's why girlfriends that I'm still friends with that I may have dated many years ago and broke up with, if they're normal and they can talk and have a healthy conversation, I love keeping them in my life. But if they're a lunatic or creating drama, or constantly causing problems, or the manipulative is like, I don't ever talk to them again. Same thing with friendships. Same thing with clients. I don't, I don't work with clients that are assholes. That's why you see me commenting on YouTube or in the comments, somebody's being an asshole, they'll just either get muted or I'll fucking blow them up because I don't want them sticking around. I don't want them in my community. Let them go. There's millions of other people on YouTube they can follow. I don't want their toxicity in my life. I mean, I'm 47 years old and they don't add any value. I don't want to deal with their stress. I don't want to try to fix them. I just want them to go on down the fucking road because I like healthy, happy people who appreciate the value that I offer. And I'm blessed, I got great fucking clients. This guy, he was a great, great guy, great client, but you know, he still kind of tolerates the lunatics. This, I guess, is a common thing with BPD, as you may know. Well, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, so you know, I read about this stuff in the internet. I've never personally dated anybody that had BPD. I have dated women that were on antidepressants, unbeknownst to me when I started dating them because they hid it from me. And then find out six months later, it's like, oh, by the way. Another common thing is that they like to keep guys tagging along. Yeah, because they're typically insecure and they just can't fathom, they just can't imagine not having somebody else in the picture. That's why when things aren't going well, they call the male orbiters and hang out. When things start going well, they blow the male orbiters off. They like to know they have options, so here's the question. When she reaches out to me via text, 
I try to make a date. She usually tells me she's not available for the date and time I've picked, so I tell her, well, check your schedule and get back to me on a date and time that works for you. She never gets back to me, which is fine because it tells me her interest is low, so I just go about my business. She does this about once a month. Don't ask her. Don't ask her out at all. Hey, great hearing from you, blah, blah, two, three texts. Talk for two or three minutes on the phone. Hey, it was great hearing from you, but I got to run. Keep in touch. And don't. I mean, obviously, you know you shouldn't be dating this girl. If you want something healthy and happy, you just shouldn't tolerate people like this in your life. If it didn't work the first 10 times, it's probably not going to work the 11th or 12th. But if you want to be hard-headed, I wouldn't ask her out. Let her do the asking out, all of it. And don't go to see her. Don't go pick her up. Make her come to you. You want to come? If she says, well, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I'd like to see you. It's like, great. Why don't you bring a bottle of wine over and we'll make dinner together. Because at the end of the day, women that are like a little crazy, the fucking sex is amazing. I mean, is what it is it's a double-edged sword but my job is not to make your decision for you my job is to help you see reality for what it is give you some skills give you some tools and the goal is for you to make your own damn mind up that's what self-reliance is all about the problem is because i'm still hung up on her even though i know i shouldn't be it's hard for me to fully commit to a great woman I've been dating for a year now. Well, quite frankly, this great woman that you've been dating for a year now, if she really fucking knocked your socks off, you'd have gotten serious with her and blown off the crazy ex. But she's probably level-headed and got her shit together, but at the end of the day, you're not that into her. So quite frankly, you're wasting her time and she's wasting yours because I'm about peak performance. I'm about helping you get somebody that knocks your fucking socks off because when you got you're with somebody that knocks your socks off you're not going to want anybody else and you're going to want to be in a happy healthy relationship even if you only date for a few years even when you break up it's hard but at least it's not like they're keying your car or slashing your tires or doing crazy shit like that so the clarification question is how do i not act needy but keep her from screwing with my head like this well it's easy delete her from your life but you're obviously hard-headed. But like I said, I would let her do all of the initiating and let her bring up getting together if you still want to hang out and have that crazy sex. I had a guy who used to work for me. He had a restraining order against his ex-girlfriend. This fucking girl was like 105 pounds. Cute girl, tiny, and she kicked his solid core wood door in. He told me this the phone. I was like, no way. She couldn't have kicked that door in. He was like, dude, come on over. I went over and I looked. I was like, just like fuck i was amazed but this sex was amazing you know he was just and he kept hooking up with her for a while and at, he had like i think it was one or two other girlfriends before he ended up settled down with a girl and he still every once in a while would hook up with this crazy chick and he would blow her out that's it that's for good and he'd always go back every time he got single again he'd call it she was always staying in contact he was a freak man I said, her, I think he's getting married again. This will be his third or fourth marriage, I think. I feel as though if she does have BPD, she's just checking in to make sure I still want to see her as long as I try to make a date. It shows her I'm still interested, so she moves on to someone else who's not a sure thing. Again, don't ask her out anymore. Let her bring it up. And if she doesn't want to come over and hang out and make dinner at your place, hey. Again, she's, she has to bring up getting together. And when she does, then you ask her to come over. But don't go pick her up. Don't go meet her out. Just treat her like a fuck buddy. It's obvious that she's not capable of anything healthy. And plus, she's got all these other dudes in the background. I mean, you're just deluding yourself thinking 
she's going to change or she's going to be different. It's not your fault that she's this way. She was like this before she met you, dude. I mean, she is 53. She's not going to change. Sometimes she'll even call me up the last minute to meet for a drink. And you probably drop everything to go meet her. That's part of your problem. Like a little seal. Even though I should be happy, I feel as though she's only doing this because her main date fell through, so I'm a sure thing backup, which I don't like. Well, again, stop bringing up getting together every time she reaches out. Unless she brings it up, just say, hey, it was great hearing from you. I'm all jammed up right now. Things are crazy. Schedule's crazy. I got to run. Keep in touch. She'll either stop calling or she'll say, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's get together. I was like, great. Grab a bottle of wine. Come on over. We'll grill out. We'll hang out by the pool. Hang out by the beach if you live on the beach like me. I love the water. I'm an Aquarius, so gotta be next to the ocean. Gotta be next. I gotta have a body of water near me. And, and a bathtub of water—it's not good enough. I used to meet her, but after listening to your advice, I now tell her I'd love to meet you, but I already have something planned. Unfortunately, it's just too short notice. But I'd love to see you. So how about next week? And I'll throw out a date and time to which her standard comeback is. That doesn't work for me. I've already got something planned. So then I do the, well, check your schedule and get back to me. As I talk about in Seven Principles Get Next Back, you bring up getting together two times in a row when she reaches out. And she, if she won't do it on your terms, you don't ask anymore until she brings it up again. So you're not, you're violating the principles as part of your problem. And a big part of it is she's fucking, she's a lunatic. I, I get it. I'm sure you like, you dig the sex. I never hear back from her, which the cycle then continues next month. How do I cut to the chase with her and let him know I'm tired? Let her know I'm tired of these games. Let her do 100% of the pursuing. Let her bring up getting together and only make dates when she brings up getting together. If you're crazy enough to hang out with her again, which it's like, come on, man, seriously, at some point. I don't want to come across as weak and needy by saying, look, you do this every month. You either want to see me or you don't. Well, part of your mistake is you keep bringing up getting together. The last month, I even went to not responding to her text eight to 10 hours and didn't even ask for a date. She mentioned something about the terrible weather and was hoping everything was good with me. I responded with everything's going great and I told her, thinking about heading to Florida for a weekend because of the weather. She's a teacher and came back the next day. Oh, that's swell. We've got a lunatic teaching our kids, future generations. She's a teacher and came back the next day and how she didn't have any kids the last half of the day, which is why she was able to text me at that time of the day. I responded back eight hours later again with, sounds like a great start to the weekend because it was a Friday. I never asked her out and I haven't texted her since. A year or so ago, I would have responded right away with a lengthy text, lengthy text but I don't do those anymore. So you've gotten better. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody goes at their own pace. So, I mean, I can't sit here and, and beat you up. I used to do stupid shit like that as well. But the whole point of learning the book and learning the fundamentals is to apply them consistently with everybody. Because when you know the book backwards and forwards and you apply the fundamentals, women like this just get deleted from your life because you start spending time with people who are healthy and happy and fun and bring great value to your life. You, you know. It's like you keep giving the same woman a chance thinking things are gonna be different and you're ignoring reality. And therefore you're suffering the consequences of ignoring reality. I know you say if you don't respond, the woman will lose interest to move on, so you need to ask for the date, but I'm always left feeling like a chump. That tells me a chump. 
So that tells me you don't know the fundamentals in the book. It's not exactly what I say. The point being is if she won't come over and she's reached out twice in a row and you keep trying to bring it up a date when she does reach out, even though she's the one contacting you, and she won't enthusiastically make a date that she keeps, you don't ask her anymore. Make her do all that, bring it up. Retired Navy vet, thank you for your service. Go Navy! So I know around Memorial Day she'll call and ask if I want to meet an hour in an hour because she would love to buy me a beer. Well, she can bring over a six-pack and come grill out, bring some chicken breast or some steak or whatever you're going to eat, or some fish, or some tofu if you don't eat meat. I planned on saying tofu on the grill. That probably, that probably doesn't work too well. I plan on saying, sorry, I can't meet you because it's too short a notice and I already got plans, or I've had a long week and I want to hang close to home. Again, you're just way overcomplicating it, dude. Hey, great hearing from you. But, yeah, I'm jammed up, got a lot going on. I got to run, keep in touch. She'll bring up getting together or she'll stop contacting you. You should definitely review Seven Principles Get Next Back because this tells me that you don't, you don't really know it. It's like you're kind of cherry picking things from the videos and trying to, and kind of picking cherry picking things from the book. You're still trying to force things from somebody that really shouldn't be in your life. But hey, it's your life. If you like the crazy, then it's up to you. Whatever, it's your life. But at some point, I mean, you're 50 years old now. You gotta be like, I'd say spend more time with this other chick who's cool while you continue to look for somebody who really knocks your socks off. Because what hap what's what you got going on in your life now is you got a lunatic who the sex is probably great with, and then you got a girl who's level-headed, easy to get along with, but she just, eh. You have cordial sex, if you will, missionary position, nothing really fantastic, just kind of bland. So you have you don't have a space for somebody awesome to come into your life because of these two women that you're involved with. So if I were you, I'd be dating and looking to get better and improve your skills. So when the, when a unicorn comes along who's really awesome and she's level-headed and she's hot and she knocks, you know, rocks your world in the bedroom, then you'll know. But right now you've got these two chicks that are kind of placeholders. They're kind of you don't have a space for a really great girl to come in your life. So it's a it's partly all on you, dude. You got to do the right things. So if you'd like to get my help personally and do a phone, Skype, or Skype audio coaching session, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and follow the instructions for booking whichever coaching option works great for you. And I will talk to you soon.